I've been able to overcome a lot of um, challenges and there's been many things where I've fallen flat on my face and and um, it's been blooming hard but I think that's what makes us special as human beings you know that we we were made to do something impactful in this world and I really believe that um, we were made to uh, with a special purpose and I believe that when people know that that know that and and truly connect to that then they will tap into that that desire that that inner desire that that uh, you know can drive you forward and help you bounce back in the tough times Okay, Stella, we're here. We've made this happen. Uh, we were kind of referencing before we kicked off that we're busy people. Um, <laughs> I mean, would you agree with that? Are, are you getting sick of being so busy or are you trying to just make it all work? I feel like that's the theme of uh, my conversation this week because actually I've um, been speaking to a couple of other people that I'm really close to. They've both said, oh, you know, uh, I want to catch up, but I don't want to disturb you because you're really busy. And I actually stopped them and I said, you know, um, this is one of the things that I'm struggling with is this perception that just because I do this and I um, have this kind of life and running a business and all of that, that there's an immediate assumption that I'm busy. And um, while I am, I, I, I really want people to know that for, the, for my family and for the people that mean the most to me and for those important missions, I will make time. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a very good distinction because just because we're busy, it does not mean we can't make time. And I guess that's what people think, right? Like we get into a certain amount of autopilot where we're on, we're on, we're on. And, and I like what you're saying because you're saying kind of like, hey, man, if it gets too much or we're missing base too much, we've got to actually action it. Hey, and and mm, this, this, yeah, there's something yeah. kind of nice about that that I think we kind of forget in the busyness because business. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but busyness can be a bit hypnotic too. It can keep you, mm. you know, kind of flowing and feeling. You know, I guess should we just acknowledge the pandemic that plenty of us have felt probably yeah. a little bit of meaning in having something to do. Would you kind of think that's roughly right? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I I uh, testify to, to falling into that trap of um, of that uh, hypnosis, as you say, around the busyness, because there is a sense of feeling like in the busyness, you're doing the mahi, and it mm. feels productive. I read somewhere just recently that, you know, it's not, it's about the right kind of busy. Yeah. So it's about the right kind of busy, and even... You know, even at this age, I'm still trying to get out of those traps and not fall into the rhythm of the same, the rat race busyness, yeah? Mm. You know? Um, I've got a, a really good friend that I really respect, um, Norma Seal uh, from um, 37 Hertz. And her and I were talking about that, having that conversation of the weekend. And I really admire her because she purposely, um, she purposely uh, rests and places well-being at the top of her agenda. And I said to her this weekend, how do you do that? You need to show me. I need someone to show me because at the moment I, 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 I enjoy reading her little wellness posts and makes me feel good. But um, yeah, I definitely one of the, those people that are trapped in the, the rat race busyness mm. and I'm trying to 
unpack from that and and learn skills and prioritize really mm. Mm. and i guess yeah. part of the like it's a high trust game doing that right because you have to trust that people around you acknowledge that the value is not in always us running around you know is mm, not in mm. all of us just like delivering and we got this and we got that it's it's something about like uh like almost like a proper relationship that you know you need downtime that you mm. know you need to to relax but i can't find a way to consciously acknowledge that in real time it's real hard to put a value to that short term isn't it it's much mm. easier to say if i just squeeze this in here and do that there that'll help me down mm. the road so there's something um there's something there and, and i'm not sure how we really articulate it but i do hope that this conversation keeps flowing you know this one about the rat race or as i'm thinking at the moment there's a lot of fight or flight there's a lot of panic mm. and there's energy in that and power in that. But, you know, mm. nature intended us to kind of be uh, um, sometimes in fight or flight to get away from danger, but then to calm down. Mm. And I think it's that calm down bit which we are totally not thinking about, right? Mm. Well, you know, as someone who's, um, you know, a Christian and um, even God, the way he designed the seven days, even mm. God had a rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, um, I have to remind myself about that because um, often um, I get myself, um, I love my work and I love what I do. And when you love what you do, you get, you easily fall into the trap of um, doing the mahi 24-7 and, and you have to, and it's not until you die ugly on your couch that you realize, <laughs> oh, I haven't allowed time for rest. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, as I said, this is one of my biggest battles at the moment is learning to prioritize rest, to be okay with the fact that um, if you rest or if you stop, that the world's not going to end, that, you know, the world's not going to crumble, your clients are not going to um, run away. Mm. Um, and it's also about having the skills to, to delegate well to yeah. the people around you. And um, I, I just, most of the time, I just expect people to read my mind well. I mean, how, <laughs> how hard is that? <laughs> I'm sure there's a book in that somewhere. Stella, read I, my uh, mind. Yeah, why, why can't you read my mind? Um, hey, I just also want to acknowledge that, like, this is, you know, national television, mm, and mm. we're up here talking about this stuff. How cool is mm. that, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's the change, is that mm. we don't have to be our brands or our messaging, is that we can just, like, stumble across that, oh, yeah, it takes time, and even God took a day to rest. So next time you feel all empowered to push yourself right to the edge, just yeah. remember that that metaphorically or physically the highest thing uh, would mm -hmm. would even rest, which probably says more about that, right? Yeah. Um, Stella, you mentioned also like, you know, uh, where you kind of said, you know, when you get caught up in what you do, how do you describe what you do in your words? Beautiful chaos. <laughs> That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> I actually, I actually have coined that term, and and I that's actually a thing that I specialize in is beautiful chaos, and it's that space where it's a magical space because 
often the greatest magic that I make is, is in that space where ideas are still being formed but not quite landed on and mm-hmm. you've got to do it at the same time. And I've, a number of my projects and a number of things I do is about helping clients to make sense of the opportunity. And sometimes we have time to, to methodically work through those things. And a lot of times we're like, hey, let's do this, right. Let's assemble, you know, a cast and crew tomorrow morning to film COVID uh, bulletins and the languages. It's never been done before. And, um, yeah, and it's 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 – it's that space of beautiful chaos yeah and and okay so when did you learn that you could beautifully guide the chaos like (laughs) how does one set out because one of the things that i love is that that's people who wouldn't have come across our different fields of engagement because i do want to say that pacifica and maori and all of our people can do anything they want Right, and that's mm. sometimes not always said. When I see a lot of look, and I'm very careful, but when I see a lot of the advertising and stuff, it's like, yeah, get a trade, get a full time job. But hey, hold on a minute, dream as well. And I feel like there's a, that's kind of why I like mm. chatting to you. We spend a bit of time dreaming about mm. stuff, but we have these skills to go out and make mm. it. So, so what is that skill that allows you to guide that chaos? That's creativity. Um, creativity it's that whole uh, process of being able to um, and problem solving and it's that um, whole space of being able to hear your what your clients want to achieve and um, for those of you who who don't um, you know who don't know me which is probably a whole lot of you um, I run a marketing creative and content agency and um, often what we do is we sit down with our clients and we help them figure out how they're going to you know, achieve their marketing goals or express their brand story and all of that. And, you know, before we even get to the sexy stuff of making the video content, it's, it's, it really is a space of helping your client to understand what it is they want to achieve, problem solve that, because sometimes clients walk in and say they want X, Y, and Z. And after I've spoken with them and helped them to problem solve the situation to point them to X, Y, and Z, um, they 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 they're like wow Stella we how did how did you you explained it so well um, you um, I never thought about it like that um, can I have a copy of your stickman drawing and I think that was the most empowering thing you know and it's only happened in the last couple of years while I was um, running the studio out in in my team where I actually started embracing. Um, my scribbles as a real piece of intellectual property of value. <laughs> and often what I'll do is I'll sit there when I, my clients are talking about what they want to do. I um, draw pictures and I kind of do flow diagrams and then I'll say to them, this is what I mean. And then I'll explain that. And every time I, I, uh, every time I do that, generally um, I have uh, an aha moment with my, uh, with the people that I speak with and um, now I just embrace my drawings. In fact, yesterday I was um, speaking to my designer um, about um, playing around with this big um, iPad, uh, the one that you can draw on with a pen, because I want to digitize what I draw. And it's not, I'm not an artist, but I'm a pretty good stickman drawer and can make sense of conversation and, and, and visual format. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting because mm. you talk about marketing and, you know, 
content and everyone thinks, oh, you know, you got to have 4K and everything, yeah. but Stickman is important too. And this is, is <laughs> that's hilariously awesome. And well, that's, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, well, no, oh, no, I was I was going to say that you know, um, in a real uh, you know fancy uh, you know high end agency, they have that dedicated um, designer who would do the storyboard and all of that. But um, as I said, you know, um, yeah, the stick man wins in my books. You know, I love it. Absolutely. It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. And and it's it's actually more than enough because not many people will come out and say that's where the value is and I think that's where I'm mm. trying to mm. dig at is that we mm. all get we get hypnotized by the end product and uh, wow but it Definitely. always it's always up the front like everything else Stella we'll take, a quick break. we'll take a quick break and when we get back um, I'd love to just you know talk a little bit more about this theme we're on but also to um, you know let, let, let's go back a little bit to young Stella what you wanted to be what you wanted to do stay right there folks back in just a sec Okay, back with Stella. Stella, um, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I, I don't mean that as like, oh man, everyone asked me that. Did you really kind of have vision of, you know, and an and idea of what you wanted to be? I totally did. Really? I wanted to be a, yeah, I wanted to be a TV presenter when I was young. And I, um, uh, yeah, would fantasize about being like the next, um, uh, you know, What Now presenter or um, what were some of the other shows? Not Play School, but oh, I forgot what Play School was. Yeah, but I, 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 from an early age, I was really interested in that line of, of work. Yeah. And what mm. did like the family think? Was this something everyone was like, it's a phase or, you know, we're going to back you? These are the kinds of conversations we never had in the household. <laughs> you know, basically the nature of um, life and uh, growing up as a traditional, um, you know, in a traditional Samoan household was you go to school, you come home, you do the lotto, um, you do your prayers, you have dinner, do your homework, and then it's good night. Or um, if we had uh, church practice, we go to church practice. But I have very literally no converse, no memory of um, ever sitting down with my parents and having a conversation about my ambitions in life. And so often they were internal thoughts that mm. just uh, r remained in my head. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, and I don't want to get too personal, but did you make a, was there any conscious effort to change that when it was your turn to be a parent? Definitely, um, mm. definitely. Um, there's, there was, you know, when I was growing up, my parents, the main goal for them was that we finish school, that we, um, university was like a bonus, bonus, bonus. But the main thing for my and dad is they didn't want us to be like in a factory job. They wanted us to be in an office job and actually um, being, uh, you, know, uh, you know, being a teacher or yeah, just working in the office, anywhere except for a factory was, was, was what mum and dad wanted for us. Mm -hmm. and, um, and now um, with my kids, um, I, I kind of have conversations with them about what, what they want, but I'm also um, okay about them experimenting with different things. And um, my 18-year-old at the moment is... Um, 
started his journey and he he's talked to me about lots of different things he wants to be and I'm like okay well make sure you finish this part once you do that if it's not for you let's go and experiment there and I, I'm really huge on the whole um, experimenting while you're young um, because in that way you can get some of the stuff out of your system and um and the world is such that um, no longer is it like the thing to work in a job for 20 years as well. You know, you can, you can jump around, but I just want my kids to have fulfillment and happiness and feel core to what they're doing and to, you know, honor and serve wherever they're working um, or if they're in business to do that well. Yeah. Mm, it, isn't it interesting? Cause I, I talk about this a lot with the guests on this podcast where, you know, what was the goal of, our parents that came over or their parents or the, you know, our even go back as far as the early navigators, what were we, what were we striving for when we were going off on a journey? And I guess some of the answer is the journey itself that you have to explore, but there's a certain amount of tension and maybe we've already highlighted in this podcast, like safety versus certainty. Mm. And, and I know that there's been a bit of a push to pick the safe option. And I guess the challenge is, what's the acceptable amount of risk, right? And, and mm-hmm. I don't think for anyone it's, it's that easy to, um, to balance. But, but, you know, I guess what you're hearing is if you can get the experimenting done a bit younger, you have a chance mm-hmm. to what? Uh, change and, and, and pivot? Yeah, definitely. A bit, but, like, even, even as, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s now and um, – as I said, I think that it's more accepting these days, even in your 40s or your 50s, to completely pivot into a different direction. Like I, I've heard a lot of stories of people who, one person who was like a really fantastic public servant who hung up his hat there and decided to go and be a teacher and he's doing great things there and he's a mature man and I, and I thought, wow, he made that decision quite late in life, but it was it was what he decided to do to feel like he was doing something meaningful, you know, at that point in his life. And I guess the thing is, is like no matter where you are and what you're doing, my my whole philosophy is to just do it with your whole heart and 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 100% soak up that moment in time and your experience there and take you know take from that. I yeah. Yeah, mm, I love that. I love that. Like, um, you know, one of the things I've been waiting to do a podcast with you, we've talked about it for a few years, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you do a lot of podcasts, but I definitely think, um, like, here, how can I say this? Like, uh, so, you know, your point where you're talking and then you're realizing a point. I think the beauty of a podcast is you can stay on that point. Like, no one minds mm. us holding on mm. that. And, mm. and, I love that moment. It's like that's that's how I try and articulate a podcast. A podcast isn't a radio show or a television show, even though we are on TV. It's this other space, like kind of like we're looking at a campfire, you know, mm. and you don't have to directly think I'm answering you. It's like this this nice little back and forth. I even like that there's a bit of chaos happening in your background. There's life happening. You know, we are not like in a TV studio and people in right. our ear or auto cue. Real mm. life's happening. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate that so so okay so you had these ideas as a youngster about what now what was your version of actioning that well I um I was like um I made a point to kind of 
you know, joined the debating club, I thought, well, I better develop my my speaking skills. I was in debating club. I did speeches. Um, the school I was at, Macaulay, uh, a great school, at the time I was there, they didn't really have, like, a dedicated class to, like, journalism or anything like that. Um, and by the time I left school, I applied uh, for AUT's um, journalism school, which back then was a real real elite kind of um, opportunity of like, I think it was like 20 people from all of New Zealand. Um, I didn't get in, um, and which was really disappointed. I was really crushed by that and felt like the oppression of like living in South Auckland and missing out because I didn't, you, you know, I, um, have, I didn't feel like I had everything that I needed to prove that I could get in. And I remember feeling really kind of like, oh, if I went to a different school that had like, these topics or these subjects I might have been able to get into it or if I had these experiences but it is what it is and it, it wasn't meant to be and uh, I went across the road to Auckland University and enrolled in commerce to study accounting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you dealt with your anger. <laughs> uh, totally, totally. I decided oh, I'll go and school myself up on the accounting world but um, that didn't go very well <laughs> oh that's 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 funny i mean yeah look and 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 you probably you know we're living that in real time but there might have been a case of uh you know was it meant to be that i didn't get in and what you know i guess were you looking for a little bit of certainty when you enrolled in the in the commerce stuff or were you just like oh well they don't offer the course i want i've got to study something yeah i mean once i got declined from um from that I felt like oh that was the end like that was it I've missed my opportunity because uh it's not like the way not like how it is now where our young people man they have so much opportunity around them um and you know back then it was like okay if I don't get onto this course that's it I have no pathway into this at the time that was my thinking um so yeah by the time I went across to the school um in commerce I just decided look I'll just do something in business, um, counting, because um, at the time I was helping my dad. I had been supporting my dad and running our family business, which was the Ōtara Billiard Saloons in Ōtara. Wow, which, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, um, we uh, dad um, bought that with his uh, humble savings against my mother's wishes um, when, we were, when we just started high school. So I'd been helping dad with the family business since I was like 12, like 13. And I was like his little right-hand man helping him with that. So I kind of thought, well, I can't do my journalism. Um, my parents' um, other plan was to um, wed me to, uh, you know, to go and uh, become a... Um, priest, uh, marry Fei Ao and, and go and serve at um, Malua College. Uh, that didn't happen either. Yeah, and so as I said, I thought maybe I'll pursue something in business. And I loosely didn't really kind of have any clear ideas, but thought it was better than staying at home. <laughs> mm, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, well, look, we'll go to one more break. And I guess, still, I always think when we kind of wind up for the break what's next and mm -hmm. and so I want to come back and talk about what was next for you um, after you studied but with our eye and ear on an idea of what are some of the things that translate into today you know because we we have a habit of people of seeing the final product you know and I'm really mm -hmm. big on making sure it isn't that 
I just became awesome, that there was a process through it. And mm. sometimes it's as simple as sharing that process, you know, to others about here's some things I thought about. And I think what happens when you don't say you need to think about these things is when you hear others process it, it helps you just put it in the back of your mind and give you these um, mm. seeds to, to grow. Mm. So stay yeah. with us, Stella. Stay with us, folks. Back in just one tick. Okay, we talked a bit about, uh, uh, yeah, I love that we get to call out AUT, well, in a nice way, because they didn't pick you, that's their fault. (laughs) So you went and uh, did business. How long was that? And, and, And when you came out, was it like easy to find work? Well, there goes another part of my story, because I, I transferred over to, to Auckland Uni, and mm. I actually, at the end of my um, first year of uni, I actually fell pregnant, <laughs> and to my parents' horror, and um, yeah, at the time, um, you know, that was, that moment in my life was really frowned upon, um, and um, yeah, I ended up having to quit school for a little while mm. um, and um, be a young mother and got married really young and um, transferred my studies over to MIT to continue pursuing my business degree. But it, when I transferred over to MIT, they had a communications degree come out and I checked it out and I remember going to the, the first PR class and thinking, what's public relations? <laughs> and I remember sitting through that class and thinking, oh my gosh, I could totally do this. (laughs) So here I was, a young person who had fantasized as a young girl about being a TV presenter on TV, now on the other side of communication, which is PR. And I had no idea that there was this whole other world. Um, And so that was the beginning of my career into communications. Mm. And, um, And here I am some 20 years later running my own marketing communications and content business and it's been epic did you ever like you know how you said there was this lack not lack but an absence of this communication about young Stella what she wants to do and all of Mm. this stuff did you ever get a chance to sit down with family and kind of say hey look it kind of it works out you know or or Mm. like like the the, the mum or dad or whoever was around did they get to celebrate do they celebrate with you in this, um, you know, you were pivotal in our Pacifica uh, mm. comms during COVID, right? Like Mm-mm. we couldn't catch up. The only way we could <laughs> touch base was through like what we're doing. And it's yeah, like yeah. like life made you ready for that moment. Totally. I mean, to your first question, did we sit down at that moment in my life? I mean, I was brought up with the generation of Pacific people of the, I don't know, the 80s and 90s who were like, had the parents where it was like you had to suck it up and push through and you make what you make, life is what you make it. So I, I never sat down with my parents to discuss options. I was literally a young mum, married young, finding my way in life and um, backing myself. I can say that now that I was backing myself. I didn't know that's what I was doing back then. I just had a, a real a real desire to do more than what I was doing at the time, which was being a young mum and studying. I had a, I had a deep desire for something and I was on that quest to, to find that something. And, and this is how I evolved in, in my journey. And, um, you know, I've had heaps of ups and downs, but I can say that looking back now, everything happened for a reason. Um, and um, yeah, I'm really, really stoked. 
It's part mm. of the lesson that, <laughs> and it's not a very nice one actually, it's like yeah. you've just got to stay in the game long enough so you can look back mm. and 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 either tie that narrative together, eh? because mm. there's no way of, it doesn't matter what you can do in the real time, yeah. you're just, you've just, like one of the things I think that's like pivotal to the study I've done in, you know, like neuroscience, for example, is mm-hmm. you, you literally have to move forward. If you don't, your yeah. eyes don't get the signal of things passing them. If they don't get the signal of that, they can't tell the rest mm-hmm. of the body what to do. They can't release the mm-hmm. right chemicals. It's like this genius inbuilt, you know, gift that we have. And and I sometimes think, you know, what is it about this world where we're, you know, we say things like mental health, and but I always think, what does that mean? What does that really mm. mean? You you talk about mm. it like it's a, a microphone, but you, you mm. can't grab it or touch it. You mm. can feel it, but it comes in waves. And I think, mm. man, if you're, I guess that's what I'm hearing from you. In that moment, you just mm. had to kind of like keep going, keep dreaming, yes. keep thinking, so, keep problem keep solving. Keep dreaming, keep dreaming, I would say. I mean, mm. I, I, I've, um, I'm a mother of six kids. I've, I'm, um, um, remarried. Um, I've been through some really, really tough times as a, as a young woman and just um, as, as someone trying to find their way through life. I've, you know, uh, experienced, you know, divorce and, and uh, you know, not only, <laughs> not only did I get pregnant young and then I was the first person in my family to get divorced and all of that. And, you know, there's all that, um, tra- the stigma that comes with culture and tradition and all those disappointments that, I feel like it was those things that I really grappled that were really hard for me. Um, but by the grace of God and, and, and this, this innate, like, deep desire to just dream and keep pushing forward, as you say, um, I've been able to overcome a lot of um, challenges. And there's been many things where I've fallen flat on my face and, and um, it's been blooming hard. But I think that's what makes us special as human beings, you know, that we, ha- we were made to do something impactful in this world. And I really believe that um, we were made to, uh, with a special purpose. And I believe that when people know that, that, know that and, and truly connect to that, then they will tap into that, that desire that, that inner desire that, that you know, can drive you forward and help you bounce back in the tough times. Um, I make it sound like I'm a superwoman, but no, I've actually been really fortunate to have some really amazing, beautiful people in my family, in my family and, and with my, my husband and um, good friends and a lot of great cheerleaders who've helped propel me forward. But I do think for me that it's helped that I have... Um, Generally, I'm a really optimistic person, and I have a real um, dream dreamer mind. Mm. Yeah. Well, I also I like that you know we're kind of humble and polite to say that I'm not a superhero, but there are moments where you had to be your own superhero, that you had to be enough, right? And I guess that's Mm. the message that I also want to share is that we don't often hear that in the people we follow and the people that we look up to is like, yes, okay, we acknowledge there's a few waves here and there, but Mm. like those waves are tough and they smash you and in the real time it Mm -hmm. feels like that's it. And Mm. I kind of think that's why people want to stay away from that. But isn't it interesting? There's a tension between you had to kind of go through that to learn the experience and you, you would never advocate for anyone to go through that. But how do you 
That's the question I have about life. Why is it I, that you I, need that? I, I love there is this book. I haven't read it, but I bumped into it uh, during COVID uh, through a, 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 a Zoom session I was doing uh, with some other business women. And I, there's a book that is called The Obstacle Is The Way. The Obstacle Is The Way. Mm. Which, me, which for me, I caught on to that saying because we have to go through the hard times. We have to um, look at obstacles front on and confront them um, to, in order to progress to those magical moments in our lives or to those like, moments in our lives where like, oh gosh, that was totally not as hard as I thought or oh my goodness, I didn't know I could do that or wow, look at the way because I did this, I impacted that person's life. And... Um, I think, I think if people could take that on board a bit more, that when life life is not, um, uh, you know, life is is a journey, and it's and it's and and you and it's not this um, happiness at the end. It's about engaging in those moments along the way, and, and embracing the good and embracing the bad, and um, yeah, you learn from all those moments. Mm, it's needed right now what you're talking you know we we get it's like information sometimes isn't, isn't enough you've still got to find meaning in your day and i mean that's what i really like when i first met you is that's something i can't ever say to you but there's a feeling you get from people you know it's like ah there's something kind of like we're doing this we're doing this yes. you know we're acknowledging yeah. that it's tough yeah. and and, and yeah. we we'll half make it up but you know the the like my thing at the moment is saying <laughs> look my intent is rock solid i can i can yeah. promise that but my everything else might be a bit shaky but I will, I will i will fail or hurt you but not entirely on purpose i won't do it as yeah. a, a chess move that's really important yeah. for me yeah. because i didn't know people do that i you know oh. this is part of my I won't say burden, but things I'm learning in life is mm. I had I had like five Stellas around me, right, <laughs> who have done it all mm. and and guided young William. Mm. But young mm. William grew up through, you know, beautiful binoculars, love hearts mm. everywhere. Mm. And when I realized there's some darkness in the world, boy, <laughs> it hurt because I didn't, I just, why can't everything be fair? Why can't it be lovely all the time? Yeah. So yeah. My my late thirties and early forties uh, are trying about acknowledge that and 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 I love that you're talking about this. Okay, let's go one more break, Stella. Come back and and you know let's dare to dream for those who maybe have um, forgotten. Uh, mm. I'd love to just um, unpack some strategies and tools you use on the days you've got to get through where you got to put a bit more in, you know, stuff like that. So stay with us, Stella. Stay with us, folks. Back in just a tick. We've had a pretty deep podcast. I knew we would. I knew we would. <laughs> so, look, I'll, I'll say it gently, but there's obviously lots of people out there hurting, and mm. I, I want to talk to them through <clears throat> you and your story. And and Stella, are there routines you follow or have learned over the years that, let's just say, the chips are down? What's your mm. what's your go tos so that um, you can um, you know, even if it's putting the car in neutral, you know, we're not going to go forward or back. We just stop. <laughs> mm. Right. Well, when 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 I'm rock bottom, when I'm rock bottom, um, 
try not to share like really bad habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the chocolate. I like to eat chocolate and I love to go and eat. Yeah, and that's what you're um, going to see at the start of the yes, podcast, a little yeah, promo. Yeah. Eh? Yes. Um, but I think, you know what, you know, like um, there's been moments where it just hits me smack bang in the face. Mm. And I just feel my whole emotional state just crashing. And then I go somewhere, I find somewhere quiet, whether, whether it's in the car that I'm in or whether it's in my office or uh, if I'm at a work thing or, or something like that. Something that I find really good, which will be something that you really like, Will, is I've started breathing. <laughs> like breathing exercises and I just like breathe in and I, I med- and I pray. And I pray as I do that. And I remember that as I'm breathing in the air, I remember that it's the breath of life that God gives, you know, similar concepts to Māori, to our Māori stuff. And, um, and I breathe and, and, and um, it helps to slow me down. And then I just, just I, I've started in, um, this practice of what I say, like be, be kind to myself, being kind to myself where I'm like, it's okay, Stella. What's the worst thing that could happen if you don't meet that deadline or if you stuffed up at work? Because this is the challenge of being a perfectionist and someone that's like got big, big grand ideas and you fall short of it. Even though, say, for example, your client might love it or um, your client was disappointed or whatever um, and you fall short of that. You're, people like that, like, like me, are really hard on ourselves, like, we're really hard on ourselves. And um, so we need to, to, to also do the opposite. When, if we beat ourselves up, we actually need to also re- reaffirm and speak words to ourselves around, um, you're awesome, Stella. You, okay, you've had a stink moment, but you're going to get up from this. You're going to learn from it. You're going to confront it. You're going to be accountable for it. And um, and then I just speak words to myself. Um, and then I might um, listen to some music that really inspires me. Um, aside from that, um, that good old coffee and cake with the girlfriend or the husband always goes down well. Um, but th- I would say those are the things that I've mm. been, that I do. And um, that self-talk, eh? Damn, that mm. self-talk, it's so powerful. I so believe in the power of words. Yeah, well, we do yeah. because we we can easily talk negatively to ourselves, yeah. and we can talk ourselves mm-hmm. into the pit. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things I've you know kind of learned through the breathing, and the breathing's tied mm-hmm. into the neurology, and that's why mm-hmm. I referenced that. But, mm-hmm. but we have these loops in our brain, and our brain like makes these loops, and then it thinks that you know what you put in there is what you want. So mm-hmm. it like literally makes shortcuts. And mm-hmm. uh, it was explained to me that you can do this thing where you like create a rut. And you think about it, think about it, and then if you can imagine you're like digging into a rut, it gets too deep and you can't get out. And I think yeah. that we get ourselves there. So, so one of the ways that um, the neuroscience talk about is when you breathe slower, you actually start breaking those connections. You know, when you mm. you you might not be able to take things out of your past, but you can add things in. So they, you know, yeah. that's talking about it's okay, it's okay, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think kind of think in public life like oh that's a bit you know manas or shame but but you know what shame is like 
getting to the edge of the abyss and not being able to find your way back that is a shame and so yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer that like it's about us and, and we've done it tonight right we've done it mm. today by talking mm. about this because there won't be a heap of people on tv trying to be vulnerable like us or like you <laughs> like i'm always being vulnerable but you have like you know you work at a really high mm. level so for you to come here and not like mm. a you know um, promote and talk about the wins and and, and we mm. are talking about the wins but i like that you've taken us somewhere you know and and it just mm. means a lot if it's yeah. just one podcast or one bit of TV yeah. out of all of the mm. plethora of, mm. you know, bad news and CNN mm. and all of this stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I also visualize positive visualization and, um, you know, like I, when I get off track or something or if I feel like, oh, frustrated with that, you know, then I try to remember like, um, what I saw or I'll pull out my scribbles and look at my scribbles or I look, pull out my journals and I'll read, um, read some of the things that I've written to myself for about a moment. And, and then I'm like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. I've been there. How did I deal with that again last time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, who's inspiring you at the moment? You know, uh, I get kind of fascinated with this idea of bubbles and we've talked about stay mm. in your bubble, but, but, but I want to like look out of it sometimes, and I, mm. I love exposing myself. Like, like I think about ourselves like we have like an immune system. If you don't expose yourself, you're just gonna get sick really easy. So, mm. so what's some things you could share about what's inspiring you, or things mm. that you know where you go to to find inspiration, just so others can be yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna add that to my list. Oh gosh, um, <clears throat> well. Um, when you said who, who, who's been inspiring me lately, um, do you know what? Um, I, I, young people, young people have been inspiring me lately. Um, and, I, and I say that um, because I have also been really frustrated with young people. <laughs> And and the young people's you know worldview. Um, I, I sound like a grandmother, but <laughs> but um, I I've been having some really awesome conversations with young people in my world, and I had a really interesting conversation with um, a particular young lady in my circle, and her worldview just blew just just blew my mind and. Um, and it, she taught me something um, in that conversation. And um, she's a Pacific, a Pacific young woman, and she's had the opportunity to um, do really amazing things and work and study overseas and had come back to New Zealand as a result of um, COVID. And I've had the opportunity to work with her. And um, it was so interesting because she's Samoan um, and raised... Um, uh, raised traditional like me, um, yet her view of the world and her pacificness um, was very inspiring. Like, uh, what I'm trying to say is that when I, my, the way I grew up was, um, I grew up with this view of, as a Pacific person, having to prove myself. Um, and I think, I think I've pretty much passed that point of feeling like, oh, you know, trying to prove your pacificness. But I love how young people, that's, they're, they're just going out to the world and just wanting, just wanting to be their best self. Mm. And being pacific is part of that. Whereas um, sometimes I feel like I fall into the trap where it's like, 
um, I can get so fixated on my pacificness that I forget that I exist in this world. And actually, I'm good enough to be in the world. Do you know what I mean? And my ideas are, are, are good enough to, to, to be in the world and, and, and other spaces aside from my Pacific world. So I feel like, even though I've known that, I felt like I had a moment where my Pacific bubble was popped a little bit and I was challenged by this young person to say, you know, Settler, I've worked around these places and, and do you know that you're um, just as brilliant as some of the people that I've worked with around the world? And I, and I was like, oh, thanks. Um, but, you know, she, young people are just, um, are just owning it, just owning their space in the world without necessarily being um, tied down by the fact that, you know, they're from South Auckland, they're from Pacific. Oh, there's definitely people still stuck there, but I'm saying more of our young people are just like, I'm going out there into the big world. I want to just be awesome, period, just for mm-hmm. who I am. That's you know? It. Yeah. And um, whilst I love being Pacific and it's a massive part of who I am, I believe that more of us Pacific people just need to own being the best that, that, that we can be in this world. Mm-hmm. And my Pacificness is a part of that, not the be all and end all. Because mm-hmm. I think that has become limiting for myself. Mm. and um, limited my dreams for myself and my business. So that's my goal is to embrace some of that young, suave vision for my journey ahead. I love it. That's such a cool way to end. We just blew through our hour. I told you it'd go quick. Um, uh, look, Stella, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast and sharing a little bit about your story and, and just kind of like, you know, we didn't really have a topic, but we did. And that's exactly the space I love being, you know, it's like, that's yeah. life, eh? It's like, beautiful you chaos. Know, exactly. Beautiful <laughs> chaos. Where can people follow you, um, follow the journey or reach out? You know, this goes up and down the country. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of people who live outside our bubble. And yeah. if they want to connect with, um, you know, yourself and the services you provide, how can they do that? Yeah. I'm really easy to contact. You can get message me at my Facebook, Stella Muller, um, or email me at stella at brightsunday.co.nz. Boom, I love that. Bit of selling on the end too. Stella, um, as always, it's been awesome to get to know you over the years and you know work with you and let's keep talking because there's plenty more that we can um, dig into. But you know, mm-hmm. just on behalf of me and you know all the audience, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Will, for having me on board. Thank you.